podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router, and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device, and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show. What's good, boys and girls? Two-footed podcast. Today is Wednesday. It is the 6th of September. Hope you're all well. Nice day again today, which is lovely. Uh, hopefully we have no internet gremlins today. I have made an executive decision and decided that we're going to complete our run-through and grading of the transfer window today. Do nostalgia either tomorrow or Friday. We'll see how the week pans out for us. So uh, we did... Arsenal through Fulham yesterday. Today, we will begin with Liverpool. Incomings. Dominic Zabozlai, Alexis McAllister, Ryan Gravenberch, Waturo Endo. Outgoings. Fabinho and Henderson. 
And then free transfers for Firmino, Keita, Oxlade, Chamberlain and Milner. Loans for Carvalho, Vandenberg, Ramsey, Phillips and Reese Williams. And Arthur Mello's loan came to an end. So we'll start with the outgoings. They got great value for Fabinho, a player whose legs have very clearly gone. Still a good player, but no longer really capable of playing at a high level in the Premier League because of the intensity. So to get the money that they did was an excellent piece of business. To get any money at all for Jordan Henderson was an excellent piece of business. I don't have a problem with Firmino running down the contract and leaving. I do have an issue with Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain not having been sold a year ago. Because everyone knew they weren't getting extensions. Neither were starters Neither seemingly had the manager's trust, so I don't really understand why they were kept for last season. And obviously then they ended up missing most of the season with injury. Had they been sold early in last summer's transfer window, that wouldn't have been a problem. No issue with the decision to release Milner. I don't like the Carvalho loan. I don't think Leipzig is the right place for him. I don't think he'll get enough game time. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Seth Vandenberg kept around and given an opportunity, but I like the loan move that he got. There is an option to buy, I believe, and if he does well, Mines will pick that up. Uh, Calvin Ramsey going on loan. Last season, Connor Bradley went on loan. Ramsey stayed, got injured, and missed most of the season. This year, Ramsey's gone on loan. Calvin, uh, Connor Bradley has stayed and gotten injured, so we'll see when he comes back. Nat Phillips should have been sold the first week of June. Liverpool held out for far too high a transfer fee. And they've gotten a loan, which will probably end in January. And I don't really understand why Reese Williams is still under contract to the club. He's he's not a Liverpool caliber player. He did well when called upon a few years ago. He should have been sold this summer for whatever money was available for him. Incomings, Zabozlai is an absolute demon. £60 million is great value for a player of that potential, that ability, that level already, 22, incredible physical capacity, incredible technical level. He's a world-class player in the offing. Alexis McAllister for $35 million. It's a, a phenomenal a phenomenal bit of business. It really is a phenomenal bit of business. I, I, it's one of the bargains of the summer, without question. And um, unfortunately, it looks like Liverpool are going to waste him as a number six for the season. But you're looking at the long term with him. He's going to be a great player for them. Gravenberch is a gamble based on talent. I've made peace with it, and I'm I'm actually quite excited now to see how he does. The issue was never Gravenberch himself. The issue was that he wasn't what was needed. He's another number eight. Liverpool had signed Zabozlai McAllister. They had Curtis Jones, and they insist on playing Harvey Elliott as an eight. So they already had four options there. Gravenberch is another one. But there's no doubting he's got huge amounts of talent. It's just a matter of application and attitude. So the early signs have been good regarding attitude. We'll see how the application comes along. Waturuendo made sense when it looked like there was another defensive midfielder coming in. It doesn't make any sense now. Yes, he can come on for the last 15 minutes here and there and see out games. Yes, he's probably going to be fine to play in the Europa League. But at the same time, that's money that could have been better spent. Overall, I'd give it a B. I think it's got the potential to be an A. 
because Zabozlai, McAllister and potentially Gravenberch can all be that good. But for now, it, it leaves them short in holding midfield and they didn't address the left side of their defence, which was a major issue. So we'll go with it, B. Uh, Luton. So Ryan Giles, Tahith Chong, Mads Anderson, Jacob Brown, Marvellous Nakamba, Thomas Kaminsky, free transfers for Ross Barkley and Chidozi Igbana, uh, loans, I think, for Tedden Menji, Tim Cruel in on a free, loans in of Albert Sambi Lakonga and Issa Kabore. Going out, um, Sonny Bradley, Harry Isted, Carlos Mendez, and a whole bunch of loans. What they've done is they've built a really good championship team. And when they go down, they're going to be in a really strong position to come back up. That's what they've done. Uh, they've spent about $20 million plus the two loans. I don't think they paid fees on either of those loans. Given that seems to have been their plan all along, like this isn't the thing where they, they set out to you know try and have a big window and then ended up with this. This was what they aimed for. They've executed it very well. I'm going to give it a C, but I think when they're when they're in the championship in the 24-25 season, this window will work out very well for them because Giles, Chong, Anderson, and Brown, and Ogbena are all 26 and under. Kaminsky's 30, Nakamba's 29, as is Ross Barkley. I think Barkley's only a one-year deal, but Kaminsky and Nakamba are proven qualities in the championship. Brown is good in the championship. Anderson's good in the championship. Chong is good in the championship. Giles, I think, could play Premier League football, but he's definitely a, a good championship player. Um, I do really like the addition of Issa Kibore. I'm excited to see more of him this season. But yeah, we'll go with a C. Uh, Manchester City. Josco Gvardio, Matthias Nunes, Jeremy Doku, Mateo Kovacic. Those are the ones coming in. Leaving free transfers for Ilke Gundigan, Benjamin Mendy, and Nahul Bustos. Loans for Zhao Canseo, Taylor Howard Bellis, James McAtee, Maximo Perone, Kabore, Tommy Doyle, Josh Wilson, Esbrand, and Slobodan Tedic. And permanent moves for Cole Palmer, Riyad Mahrez, America Laporte, and Yanhel Herrera. Uh, don't like the Parmer sale and don't like the deal for Tommy Bradley. Uh, Tommy Tommy Bradley, Tommy Doyle, rather. Don't like those deals. Do like everything else that they did in terms of outgoings. Uh, selling Mares, moving on Laporte, I think that's good business. Surprised Jan Hill Herrera went so cheap. He's a very good player. Um, but I think they just kind of held on to him a bit too long. In terms of the incomings, Gvardiol is a huge talent. It's an overpay, but he's a huge talent. Um, Matthias Nunes is obviously a good player. It's a hefty price for him based on what he did last season. But Guardiola is a long-term fan. Talked him up quite a bit when he was at Sporting. Doku is an overpay, but the talent is undeniable. And I'm excited to see what Pep can do with him. He's a very different type of winger to what Pep normally works with. And Kovacic is outstanding. There were a couple of other sales, obviously. They did sell um, 
James Trafford and, and a bunch of younger players and see if I can let's see if we can find a list of them. Yeah, so James Trafford, uh Carlos Forbes, Shea Charles. So there's another twelve, seventeen. It's been another forty million between those three. Um, so you know, city city do sell very very well, and their academy does pump out talent, and they move it on, um, and they do tend to protect themselves in these sales. Like they put in buyback clauses and sell on clauses, uh, so they do end up making quite a lot of money off these sales. Obviously, Romeo Lavia last summer they sold him. This summer he moved on. They got a chunk of the of the profit. So, all things considered, City have had a good window. Um, you could maybe make the argument they're a little weaker than they were last year. But I, I don't think that's actually the case. Uh, Gundogan is a very, very special player. But I think Nunes and Kovacic will cover that. Doku basically replaces Mares in the squad. Gvardiol uh, replaces Laporte. I don't like the sale of Cole Palmer. I really don't, but it is what it is. I think it's an A. I think it is an A window. Overall, I think it is an A window. I think they hit what they needed to hit. They managed to drive the price up on Declan Rice and uh, force Arsenal to overpay and meant that Arsenal couldn't strengthen in other areas as well, which obviously helps. All things considered, City have done well, which is something City always do. Uh, we'll move on to Manchester United. I don't like this window, I have to say. In Rasmus Hoysland, Mason Mount, Andre Onana, Sofian Amrabat, El Alte Biinder, Johnny Evans and Sergio Regulon going out the door. Dean Henderson, Anthony Alanga, Fred, Matej Kovar, Alex Tellez, Zidane Iqbal, Eric Bailly, Loans for Menji, Williams, Fernandez and Mason Greenwood uh, released David De Gea, Axel Tunzebi and Phil Jones. Sabitzer, Veghorst and Butland all left at the end of loans. Right, we'll do the outgoings first. Uh, we'll start with Greenwood. They should have released him. Uh, the fact that he's still tied to that club is a stain on a great club. I like the loans for Alvaro Fernandez, Brandon Williams and Ted and Menji. Uh, I think letting Eric Bailly go a year early was a good decision because he was never going to play and you're paying him a substantial amount of money. You might as well just cut bait and and move him on. Uh, Zidane Iqbal, I was surprised because he'd been talked up for a couple of years as this big talent and he does certainly look at talent, but to only get one, one million euro for him from Utrecht, we'll see how he develops there, but it seems like they sold low. Uh, Alex Tellez, look, you had to get him out the door. He wasn't going to play. He he spent last season on loan. You didn't want him. It's fine. It's a little bit of a low fee, though. Uh, Matej Kovar, he's a talented goalkeeper by all accounts. I haven't seen him, but it was obviously decided he wasn't wasn't what Ten Hag was looking for. Um, Didn't really agree with the decision to sell Fred, I have to say, because I think they're light in midfield, but it is what it is. I don't like the the sale of Alanga. Now, I get that maybe he was pushing to go and play more, but I would have just loaned him. 
I understand FFP was an issue for them, but still, I think Alanga's got plenty of potential. And the sale of Dean Henderson is a good one because he wanted to go. He didn't want to be part of the of the group there, and clearly he didn't have the trust of the manager. The buys. So Regulon as a back as a as a loan to cover for Shaw while he's out, and then I suppose be the backup when Shaw comes back or give you the option to play a back three and use him as a wing back is good. Uh, signing Johnny Evans on a free reeks of desperation. Altai Biender is a good goalkeeper. They got very, very good value on that. Amrabat's a decent player. It's a hefty loan fee. If they don't end up picking up the option to buy him, that's going to look a fairly poor deal. It's a huge overpay for Onana. He's a decent goalkeeper. He's great with his feet, but he's only decent as a goalkeeper. It's a big overpay on Mason Mount with a year left in his contract, and it's a very, very weird fit. He's not a central midfielder, and if you're going to try and use him in central midfield, he's not going to perform well. And then Rasmus Hoysland. The talent is undeniable. The potential is enormous. He's completely unproven at any decent level. Nine goals last season for Atalanta. It's an enormous fee. It really is. But but I do think long-term, if he stays fit and if they develop him properly he will be an excellent player for them. Overall, this is a D window because I don't think United have gotten better. Hoysland is a project. Mount there is a project because they're trying to change him into a different position. Onana, I'm just not a fan. You didn't address right back. You didn't address centre back. You didn't address what you needed in midfield. And you've no ready-made source of goals through the middle because... Let's be honest, Anthony Martial's not going to score too many, is he? Um, heavy, heavy burden on Marcus Rashford again. I think it's a D window, personally. To spend that kind of money and come out with this group, I, I'm very, I'd be very, very disappointed if I was a United fan. Uh, Newcastle. Sandro Tonali, Har- Harvey Barnes, Tino Livramento, Yankuba Minta, Lewis Hall, loan with an obligation to buy. Out the door, St. Maximum, Chris Wood, Carl Darlow, and then loans for Ryan Fraser, Jamal Lewis, Isaac Hayden, Yankuba Minta, Jeff Hendrick, Harrison Ashby, Karun Cool, and Cal Watts. Um, the sale of St. Maximum was a bit of a surprise, given, just given how important he had been for them at, at different times. But I understood the decision to move him on. He's he's too inconsistent and he's too ball-centric. So if he gets the ball, other players are standing around for long periods and it harms the flow of your team. The Wood deal is, is good. They got pennies for Darlow, but I suppose they, they kind of owed him a decent, you know, a decent easy departure as well. Um I love the incomings, I have to say, I do. Sandra Finale's a slight overpay. A lot of the... Four of the deals are overpays, but I really like each of them. Tonali's an overpay, but he's a very, very good player, and he's 23 years of age. Harvey Barnes is great value for a 25-year-old with that level of production. I, I'm really unsure as to why he sat on the bench at the moment with Anthony Gordon starting, but that's the decision Eddie Howe has made. Hopefully, after the international break, Eddie has overcome his concussion. 
and he puts Harvey Barnes in the team. They've overpaid for Livermento, but I love the signing because I think he's got enormous potential. And that's their right-back spot boxed off for the next 10 years, potentially. Uh, Minta looks immensely talented. Time will tell, but six millions a gamble worth taking. Lewis Hall is one of my favourite transfers of the summer from New- for Newcastle. I think he's got incredible potential. Loan with an obligation to buy. Yes, the fee on the obligation is a little bit high given his lack of experience, but I think by the end of this season, that could well look a bargain. I love what Newcastle did. I really like how they've gone about their build. I think they're probably two players short of being a real title contender. Once all of these players start to bed in and knit together, Livermento, Gap, Botman, Hall, that's potentially going to be a world-class defence. You need to nail that second centre-back spot. But Botman, last season, the best defender, the the best centre-back in the league. Hall, I think, is going to be a a left-footed Trent. Livermento is outstanding. You've got Gamerish, you've got Tonali. I'd like one more in midfield. I should have said three signings. Yeah, three. I'd want one more in midfield. I'd want... Because I've got Gamerish and I've got Tonali. So I've got lads that can run the game for me. What I need is a bit of dynamism. Now, they've got Jolington, they've got Joe Willock, so they're okay in that regard for the short term. But I think I'd want one more. Now, Willock, if he takes another step forward, maybe it can be him. Um, Isak is is going to be a superstar. Barnes, I think, is excellent. Someone on the right, an upgrade on Almiron. I was surprised they didn't go for Musa Diaby. He'd been a long-term target for them since they got the Saudi money. They made that decision not to. Obviously, Nick Pope is the goalkeeper. I think you could win a league title with Nick Pope in goal. I think he's reliable enough. Obviously, long-term, that's the fourth one they'll be looking to upgrade. So, really and truly, to have what could potentially be an outstanding 11, I think they're looking at three players. Right side, centre-back, one in midfield who can just just add that change of pace for them and then that right-sided attacker, someone that can bring goals in that role. That's going to be a tough position to fill. It really is, because I think you've got to find someone that has goals in the game. Doesn't necessarily have to be a right a left footer either. Like Nico Williams of uh, Athletic Bilbao, if I was them, when January hits, he's got 12 months left in his deal. I would, or so he's got six months left in his deal in January. I would be making a big play for him. I think him, Isak, and Barnes as a front three is very, very strong. And then you'd have Almiron, Wilson, and Gordon for depth, which isn't bad at all. Get that one more in midfield. And then you've got Jolington, Longstaff, and Willock as your depth. You've got Matt Target as a backup left back behind Hall. Byrne can be the backup to Botman. Shar could be the backup to the new centre-back. And Trippier as as cover for Livermento. Now, Trippier obviously will be first choice this season, but I'm I'm thinking further down the line. 
I think three players and and maybe a backup keeper, just a reliable. Maybe they should go and maybe they should go and look for a future starting goalkeeper who can come in initially as a backup. Now they missed the two big ones this summer, Anatoly Trubin, who went to Benfica and uh, Verbruggen, who went to Brighton. I think if they'd been able to nab one of them, that would have set them up for the long haul there as well. But there'll be other goalkeepers, perhaps in a year, Gavin Basunu is ready for that kind of move. He could go there, be a backup for a year, and then take over. Nail the centre-back spot, nail the, the other two. I think they're going to be a real problem. It's an A window. It's an A window from Newcastle. I think they've done very, very well. Right. We moved to Nottingham Forest. Uh, they signed a lot of players, and a lot of them on the final day. So, Ibrahim Sanger, Anthony Alanga, Chris Wood, Andrew Omabamadeli, Murillo, Nicholas Dominguez, Matt Turner, Odysseus, this surname that I'm not even going to try, Callum hudson Adoy. Nuno Tavares on loan, Andre Santos on loan, Gonzalo Montiel on loan, Divock Origi on loan. They also brought in Ola Aina on a free. Going out the door, Brennan Johnson, Sam Surich, Brian Ojeda, Mohamed Drager, uh, Jack Colbeck, Cafu and Jordan Smith left on freeze. Steve Cook was released. Gustavo Scarpa is gone on loan, uh, as is Remu Freuler. Lewis O'Brien, Omar Richards, Wee Zhou Huang, Jonathan Panzo, Richie Laria, Loke Mabey So, Josh Bowler, and Alex Mighton. They have far too many players under contract. Uh, Jesse Lingard, Andre Ayu, Lyle Taylor, and Adnan Kanarich also released, as well as a couple of players whose loans came to an end. Renan Lodi, and Kaylor Navas, uh, and obviously Dean Henderson as well. Let's start with the outgoings. Um, 55 million for Brennan Johnson is very good value. It's very good value for for Forrest to get that kind of money for uh, a young player who had a bit of an up-and-down season last year in his only Premier League season. I don't doubt the talent. I think he's going to be an outstanding player. From Forrest's point of view, though, I understand the sale, and I think they did well with the price. Um, the rest of them, none of them really make much of a difference. They loaned out some players that didn't work after arriving. Poor Omar Richards, who arrived last summer, never kicked a ball because he arrived with a stress fracture in his leg or a hairline fracture. Missed the entire season for one reason or another. And um, he's gone on loan. But at least he'll have uh, Scarpa for, for company at Olympiacos. Disappointed they loaned Scarpa. Was looking forward to seeing him more this season. The incomings. Sanger is an outstanding buy for them. He is a really, really good buy for them. He fits ideally into that midfield. If it's him and Danilo or him and Mangala, they're going to be really tough to break down. If it's the three of them, they'll be near impossible to break down. Alanga is a straight replacement for Brennan Johnson, isn't he? And I do like him. I think it's a good price. I think he's a talented player. He's got incredible speed and he's a decent finisher. I don't like the Chris Wood deal, but it's a holdover from last year. What can you do? Andrew Omobamadeli, I love that signing. I think they've gotten great value at 11 million. I think he's 
a hugely talented defender, can play all across the back line. And if they're going to play a back three, Oma Bamadeli one side, Niakata in the middle, and Murillo on the other side, that has the potential to be very, very good. Very athletic, very powerful, very quick. Really like the Murillo signing for similar reasons. Nicholas Domingos is, is an excellent midfield addition. So if it's him, Sanger and Danilo as a midfield three, that's going to be really, really strong. Matt Turner is a solid goalkeeper. Odysseus is a solid goalkeeper. I'm not sure they've gotten in a clear starter, though. I think those two are probably on a similar level. Hudson Adoy at 3.5 million is a gamble worth taking that may turn out to be a masterstroke. If he comes with a point to prove and a chip on his shoulder and motivated to show what he's capable of, I think he could turn out to be an excellent player for them. He's such a talented player. I'm really excited to see how that one works. Nuno Tavares on, on loan is a decent signing. Ola Ena is a really good signing on a free. Andre Santos is a very good get on loan. Montiel on a loan is really, really good, and they have an option to buy on him. And then Divock Origi gives them another option up front. I think they've hit every base. Like I said, the only thing they haven't done is got a clear starter in goal. But the two guys they've gotten are both solid. Like, they're both 7 out of 10 goalkeepers. I think, again, this is an A. I think I think it's a little bit scattergun. I will say that, but I do think it's an A. And they've done it for around 50 million as a net spend. I think that's pretty good. So I think it's strong. I do. I think it's an A window. Uh, we'll go to Sheffield United then. Cameron Archer, Gustavo Hammer, Vinny Sosa, Austin Trusty, Benny Traore, Annie Sleman. Tom Davies on a free, Luke Thomas on loan, James McAtee on loan, and Yasser LaRouche on loan. Going out, Illaman and Jay, Sanderberg, Enda Stevens left on a free, Billy Sharp left on a free. I love that Billy Sharp has come to play for LAFC. I love that that's what's happened for him, that he's gotten that opportunity. Uh, Jake Eastwood has been released. Jack O'Connell was forced to retire. Such a, such a sad story, considering the talent. Kyron Gordon's been released, and I think he's still without a club. Um, and he's actually a decent defender. I'm surprised the Championship Club hasn't snapped him up as yet. Um, look, the two best players left, and Jai and Burge. So that's that's tough to begin with. But I like who they replaced them with. Like I like Vinny Sosa. I like Gustavo Hammer. I think that actually, given they've brought back McAtee. I think their midfield will be stronger, especially with Tom Davies in, who I expect to have a decent season for them. Luke Thomas is an upgrade on what Enda Stevens had become, given Stevens is 32 and had declined. So that's that helps. Yasser Larishia's cover there is a decent signing as well. Benny Traore is the wild card here. If he if he clicks, if him and Archer find a chemistry together, that's potentially an excellent pairing. Uh, Anis Sleman is another one in midfield who could really offer something. The three big money ones, Sosa, Hammer and Archer, like a lot depends on them. I expect them to go down, but I think their window turned out a lot better than it looked like it was going to. 
Archer already looks like he's going to be a major problem for teams. Vinny Sosa has absolutely no fear in midfield and will win ball over and over again. And Gustavo Hammer was arguably a top three player in the championship last season. The biggest question marks are over the defence. I think they left themselves short in defence. I would have been looking for at least one more centre-back and probably a right-back as well. They haven't done it. I'm not sold on the goalkeeper either. He's done well so far, but I I would have wanted a new goalkeeper. I'm going to go with a B. It's a B that's just above a C. Like it's a B minus type of grade. But all things considered, I think it's come out pretty well for them. A right back was a must for me. A must. Centre back and and goalkeeper obviously as well, but a right back because I think they should they should have been looking to move George Baldock on. And then you've only really got one other option there, and he hasn't Jaden Bogle hasn't really kicked on the way he was expected to. So yeah, a right back would have been a move I would have would have made. But we'll go with a sort of a B minus type grade on them. Uh, Spurs, very busy. A lot of deals being converted from loans to permanent. But we'll start with the sales uh, or the outgoings. Harry Kane, Harry Winks, Davinson Sanchez, Jed Spence on loan, Lucas Mora on a free, Tangai Endembele, Sergio Regulon, Joe Roden, and uh, Jaffa Tenganga all on loan. I think they did well with their sales, Kane, Winks, and Sanchez, though they did lose a fortune on Sanchez, but amortization means they probably made a bit of a profit. I think it was the right decision to sell Kane. I think it was the right time to sell sell Kane. I think everybody involved got what what they needed from that. Um, I would have liked to have seen Jed Spence get more of an opportunity, but there was a bit of a logjam at right back with Poro and Emerson. So understandable that he goes on loan. I think he'll get good minutes at Leeds, and I think he'll do well there. And Dumbele has been a disastrous signing, unfortunately. It's such a shame because he had so much promise. Regulon's been a, a failure. So, you know, loaning him, not an issue. I thought Joe Roden would have got some minutes under Ange because he's a ball-playing centre-back, and I thought Ange would have liked him, but he's been loaned out as well. At least with him and Spence, you know, they're from both from Spurs there together. Um, so if one of them's having a tougher time, they'll be able to help each other out. But I think they'll both be key for Leeds this season. Uh, Tanganga, again, I would have kept him, but I understand the decision to move him on. I think they've done very well with their incomings. Brennan Johnson, James Madison, Pedro Poro, Mickey Van de Veen, Dejan Kulisewski, Guglielmo Vicario, uh, Alejo Velez, Ashley Phillips, and Manor Solomon. They also brought back Destiny Adoiji, who'd been on loan last season. So he adds to the squad, as does Brian Hill and Giovanni Lacelso, who spent last season on loan. I think they'll both do. Uh, they'll both play a part this season. They've overpaid a bit for Brennan Johnson, but I do like the addition. I think he long term can be a young men's son replacement. Madison was brilliant value at what they paid from just over forty million, and he's already started the season in great form. Pedro Poro, they had him on loan with an obligation. It's become a permanent deal. I, I, I like the signing. I think he's very good going forward. He's suspect defensively, but he's only twenty three, so he can work on that. 
I think Mickey Van Der Veen is going to prove to be an excellent signing. I think he's a really, really good centre-back. I think other clubs missed a trick with him. Uh, Kulosevsky, loan with an obligation. They got the fee down. It's a, good, it's a very good signing. Vicario, he only had the one season with Empoli where he was really a standout, but he is only 26, so you'd expect he's going to continue to improve. I think it's... It's a decent gamble at 17 million. If it doesn't work, you can always go again. Uh, Velez is incredibly gifted and might be their long-term number nine. Ashley Phillips, I'm a big fan of. I wanted Liverpool to sign him a couple of years ago when he was 16. I think he's developing quite nicely. I think he's a, a giant with decent pace who can be a real commanding presence. He's a good ball player. If he develops, he's going to be a good player for them. And Manor Solomon on a free. Now, there'll be some, there'll have to be some sort of compensation sorted there, I'd imagine, for Shakhtar. But Manor Solomon's a very good addition. All things considered, they spent about 115 million. I think it's, I think it's a very good window. Now, if we just look at the new players, Velez, Phillips, Solomon, Vicario, Van de Veen, Madison, and Johnson. That's really, really good. That's a really, really strong summer. Backing a new manager. Poro and Kulisewski obviously were there, were there before, but they got the Kulisewski deal down as well. So I'm going to give Spurs an A. I do think they lack a number nine, but Hyungman Son can play number nine. And Hyungman Son is a great player. So if Son has a, a really good Son season... And Johnson slots in on the left. You've got him left, Kulisevsky right, Madison behind Son. That's very, very good. They're going to be a ball-playing team anyway. There's not going to be a lot of long balls that he has to, Son has to fight for. Things will be slipped in, in and around him, so I think it will suit him. You've got Richarlison for depth. You've got LaCelso for depth. You've got Hill. You've got Solomon. They're strong in midfield. Bentoncourt is still to come back. Skip there. You've got the two boys that are starting, uh, Basuma and the kid. His name is absolutely just wiped from my mind. Oh, you know who I'm talking about anyway. Um, they're a little bit light at centre-back. A little bit light at centre-back. There, there could be a little bit too much Eric Dyer this season, which is a concern. So that's the one place I'd hit them is that they, they could have gotten one more centre-back in just for a bit of depth or just kept Joe Roden maybe. Uh, but all things considered, I'd be very, very happy with their window if I was a Spurs fan. Uh, we will do West Ham obviously next. So this looked like it was going to be a disastrous window because they'd sold Declan Rice, they'd sold Skimaka, they'd sold Vlasic, they'd sold Mastawaku, Lanzini had left. And nobody had come in. They signed Andy Irvin. I'm not sure why, but they've signed him. They signed Konstantinos Mavroponos, James Ward-Prowse, Edson Alvarez, and Mohamed Kudis. I don't like the Ward-Prowse signing because I don't like Ward-Prowse as a player. But I really like the Alvarez deal for them. The Kudus deal is outstanding for them. That's a big, big get. Mavroponos is a good addition. They got way over value on Rice. I don't like the sale of Skamaka, and they didn't replace him. So they're light up front. Vlasic never really got enough opportunities. 
but maybe the Premier League just wasn't for him. He's had two bites now and it hasn't worked. Um, and getting rid of the rest was no issue. They've loaned Andy Irvine back to Klagenfurt, who play in the Austrian Bundesliga. Uh, they've bought him for 1.5 million. They've loaned him back. So I don't know. They've loaned out Flynn Downs as well. Um, I'll give them, I'll give them a B. You get overvalue on Rice. You get Alvarez and Kudus for very good prices. You get Mavroponos for a good price. I think it's a B. Um, right. Let's see. We will do Wolves next. I'm actually today. I'm going to do the clubs that went down as well. Um, so Southampton leads. Let's just do Wolves and then we'll move on. Um, so Wolves made the Matthias Cunha deal permanent. They signed Jean Rickner Bellegarde. They signed Santiago Bueno. Hopefully he is better than Hugo Bueno as a defender. Uh, they signed Bubacar Traore and they signed Enzo Gonzalez from Libertad in, Libertad in Paraguay. Matt Doherty came in on a free. Tom King came in on a free. Tommy Doyle came in on loan. They sold Matthias Nunes, sold Ruben Neves, sold Nathan Collins, sold Connor Cody, Raul Jimenez, Ryan Giles, Coabe, Sarkic, Adama left in a free, Matinho left in a free, Guedes, Pedence, Hoiver, Kundal, Bola, Chiquinho, Chem Campbell and Louis Moulton all left on loans. Diego Costa was released. So we'll do the outgoings. Um, they got really good value from Matthias Nunes but it does seem like it's leaving themselves short. They they had to sell Ruben Neves. He had one year left in his contract. He wasn't going to extend. Getting nearly 50 million is, is good value. I, I don't like the sale at all of Nathan Collins. I really don't. Um, Got good value for Connor Cody, Raul Jimenez, players that were past the best and no longer good enough. Um, None of the rest of the sales are really all that important. Gemitinho leaving on a free... That could be important considering you also lost Ruben Neves. So who's the kind of leader in that midfield group? Guedes, I would have liked to have seen him kept. I'm not really sure why they loaned Pedence. Does he have a year left on his deal? I don't know. Up and down with the outgoings. The incomings, obviously Cunha was there. That doesn't really count for this summer, but it does. It did take up a lot of their money. Uh, Bellegarde, Bueno, Priore I really like. He was there last season and I thought he was good. Bellegarde is a good player. Bueno is, I, he's okay. Like, I, I'm really curious to see how this works for them. Enzo Gonzalez is, by all accounts, incredibly talented. So we'll see how he does. I'm surprised that's where he went. I'm surprised Wolves are the club that made the move for him. But it is what it is. Um, Overall, I don't really like the window. I think they've let themselves down. But their FFP situation backed them into a corner. Um, Given they were committed to spending such big money on Cunha, which I think is going to be a good move. I think they'll make money on that. A lot, it, a lot just depends on Bellegarde, Traore and Bueno. I really like the addition of Tommy Doyle and they've gotten a bargain on him, an option to buy for 5 million. Like if him, Traore, 
Bellegarde, you've got Lamina, you've got Joe Gomes. That's potentially a really good midfield group. Pedro Neto is going to be so important for them this season because they really are going to rely on him to provide so much of their creativity. I like the the forward group they've got now with Sasa, Silva and Cunha. I think that's really good, actually, to be fair. Left wing concerns me. I don't know who's going to play there. I'm not... Traore, I really like. King uh, Doyle, I really like. Cunha, I really like. So I'm going to give it a C. Gonzalez potential like it's it's I'm, I'm so curious to see what it is with him or how it works with him um like if he's on the same level as Julio and Ciso which is what people say he is I mean Julio and Ciso to me is maybe the closest thing going to a Luis Suarez young Luis Suarez doesn't have doesn't have Suarez's lunacy but the the way he plays the talent that's the type of player I see with him if this kid is on that same sort of level as a prospect, then maybe he establishes himself as a starting left winger. So I'll give it a C. Uh, we'll just have a run through of the um, the clubs that went down. Not so much to grade them, just to see more of what they did. So we'll start with Southampton. So Shea Charles came in, Ross Stewart came in, Ryan Manning, Joe Lumley, Taylor Howard Bellis, Mason Holgate, Flynn Downs and Ryan Fraser. Uh, they got a decent amount of Premier League experience there in Holgate and Fraser. Flynn Downs is outstanding in the championship. We know that. Howard Bellis was outstanding in the championship last season. We know that. Manning is a good left back and has proven himself in the championship. Ross Stewart is a bit of a gamble, just given the injury history. Shea Charles is very, very highly rated. So I'm really interested to see how he does. They sold brilliantly. Way over overvalue on Romeo Lavia, well overvalue on Tina Livermento, way overvalue on James Ward Prowse. Got good value for Nathan Teller. Salisu only had one year left in his deal, so you know you, you can't get too much. Musa Gineppo sold. Mislav Orsic, I, I was hoping they might keep, but they've sold him, they've made a considerable loss. They loaned Bella Kotchup, they loaned Duje Coletta Carr. Um Elianasi left in a free. Ibrahima Diallo left, which I'm disappointed with. Roman Perot has gone on loan. Lianco's gone on loan. Matthias Liz has gone on loan. Theo Walcott and Willie Caballero both retired. Um, they sold really well. They made a profit of about 150 million on the window. I don't think they're going to be strong enough to come back up. I'm not a huge fan of Russell Martin. I don't think they're strong enough to come straight back up. But I, I could well be wrong. I hope I am. I like Southampton. I'd like to see them back in the Premier League. Uh, Leeds, again, they they sold a bunch of players, moved a bunch of players on on loan, a whole bunch of players on on loan. What Leeds did is sort of the opposite of what Luton did. Leeds had the type of window where if they come up, they're going to have a really strong team. So they signed Joel Perot, Ethan Ampadu, Iliev Gruev, Glenn Kamara, Jed Spence, Carl Darlow, Sam Byram, Jaden Anthony, and Joe Roden. They sold Tyler Adams, Rodrigo. They loaned Robin Cock, Max Vober. Oh, they sold Tyler, Tyler Adams as well, excuse me. Tyler Roberts, rather. 
They loaned Robin Cock, Max Ober, Brandon Aronson, Jack Harrison, Luis Sinistera, Rasmus Christensen, Mark Roca, Sam Greenwood, Cody Drama, and Sonny Perkins. Lots of loans, many of whom are ready-made Premier League players if they come back up. Uh, they released Adam Forshaw and Joel Robles. I-, I think they had a really good window. I really do. I really like Joel Perot as a, as a number nine signing for them. Really like Ampadu. Gruev is, is decent. Uh, Glenn Kamara is a good player. Jed Spence and, and Joe Roden will be good for them. Getting Sam Byron back. He's Leeds boy through and through. So I think that's a good one. Jaden Anthony in on loan. Another talented player. Carl Darlow was an experienced goalkeeper. I, I think they had a very good window. I really do. And I like the appointment of Daniel Farke. I'm still expecting Stuart Weber to rock up soon as the new director of football. Uh, Leicester City. So they brought in Harry Winks, Tom Cannon, Connor Cody, Steffi Mav- Mavididi, uh, Mads Hermanson. Uh, Eunice Akun came in on loan, as did Cesare Caicedo, Callum Doyle, and Isahaku Fatua. Going out, James Madison, Harvey Barnes, Timothy Castanier, George Hurst, uh, Victor Christensen, Bubakar Samari, and Luke Thomas were all loaned. Yuri Thielemans, Kagla Sionchu, Daniel Amarty, Ayosi Perez, Johnny Evans all left the club on freeze. I don't really understand why they loaned both Christensen and Thomas. And I think Christensen's gone with an option to buy, which I think is just bad business. Uh, they also released Nepali's Mendy and Ryan Bertrand, which were good news. I don't, I don't like some of what they did, but there are parts that I like. Um, very much like the the loan editions, the three loan editions. Uh, four, sorry, there's four loan editions, but the the three loan editions of of Kaysedi, Doyle, and Fat uh, Fatua, Fatuwu, Fat. I yeah, actually, on me butchering names, right? So everybody knows I butcher names. I'm blessed that I can even say my own name. I butcher names every day, right? It's just what I do. I spent ages, ages, mastering saying Kavicha Kvalachkelia. And then I find out that the V is a W, pronounced as a W. It's Kvicha Kvalachkelia. Kvicha Kvalachkelia, which I've actually managed to get because I had already figured out all the rest of it. But Kvicha Kvalachkelia is the correct, correct, I can't say correct, correct pronunciation. But yeah, that is the correct pronunciation of Napoli's left winger. Quicha Kvalachkelia. And I'm very happy with myself, but yeah, I'll go back to butchering names now. And I'm still annoyed that I spent so long and actually still had it wrong. Um, I, yeah, I don't really like their window. I'm curious to see how Enzo Morasca does, though. Like, I am curious to see how he does. Um, obviously, he's he's a Guardiola disciple, so we can expect to see more pep ball than, than anything else. Um, right, I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, we will get into the news and the gossip, so I will see you in a sec. Right, welcome back. So, uh, Jenny Hermoso has filed a legal complaint over the World Cup final kiss. 
as that story just continues to snowball and look worse and worse on uh, Rubiales and everybody who's backing him and refusing not to remove him uh, from his role. Um, Manchester United are taking the allegations against Anthony very seriously. Anthony has obviously denied them, but uh, his denials hold little water at this point. Manchester United's share price has taken a pretty big hit. The biggest ever one-day fall after the report from the Daily Mail that the owners are going to take it off the market. The shares fell by more than 18% in New York on Tuesday. The Mail on Sunday reported that no potential buyer had matched the club's asking price. That's because they're asking for $10 billion for a club that's valued at $3.2 billion. That That's why. Over lunacy. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann is coming in for considerable pressure and considerable criticism uh, for the poor job that he is doing as manager of South Korea. Uh, they are still winless, winless under his watch and apparently the style of football is not good either. Kasper Schmeichel has joined Anderlecht on a one-year contract as a free agent. It's a good move for him. It's a good move for them. A bankruptcy petition against former Liverpool and England footballer John Barnes has been lodged by tax officials. A judge considered Barnes's case at a hearing at a specialist court in London, which the star did not attend. Judge Catherine Burton was told by an official at Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs that Barnes, sorry, His Majesty's, I should say, uh, that Barnes owed 238000 The judge made no orders and said the case would be reconsidered on the 29th of November. Barrister Nathan Webb, who represented Barnes, told the judge his client just needed time to pay and ask for an adjournment. He said Mr. Barnes was employed by Liverpool on a salary of 200000 Mr. Barnes is very well unable to pay. He just requires a bit of time. And this should all get sorted. This should all get sorted fairly quickly, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Man United top league of transfer losses with negative spend of more than $1 billion in the past decade. United have spent a record $1.19 billion. Wow. billion net spend, 1.67 billion total spend since 2014. That doesn't include Juan Mata and who's the other fellow they signed? Marouan Fellaini, signed by David Moyes. So they spent over 1.7 billion since Alex Ferguson retired and they've won fuck all. (laughs) Oh, awful. Chelsea second, their net spend is 883 million. Then PSG, 863. Arsenal, 745. And Man City, 732. There are 13 Premier League clubs in the top 20. Now, we should say, this is that football observatory group, and they are a dreadful bunch of lads. So who knows what to make of of anything that they have to say. On to the gossip. Manchester City are monitoring in-form Evan Ferguson in the belief that he could play alongside Erling Haaland. Um, I'm just going to just poo-poo that straight away. Kylian Mbappe is reportedly open open to joining Liverpool next summer. I'll be poo-pooing that one as well. 
Manchester United have opened talks about extending Aaron Wan-Bissaka's contract. So this is the thing. Earlier in the summer, it was reported they were going to extend his contract. Then he they were trying to push him out the door, and now it's back to contract talks. Uh, Manchester United have all, are also said to have an interest in Joe Polina and could move for him in January. They can't because their FFP won't allow them to. Fulham were willing to swap. Sorry, Liverpool were willing to swap. What? Liverpool were willing to swap Darwin Nunes for Joe Felix this summer. No, they weren't. This is Mundo Deportivo trying to make out that Barcelona beat off big competition to get him. The two main the two main bidders for Manchester United say they have not been told the club will be taken off the market. It's just a circus. Raheem Sterling will not retire from international football despite again being omitted from Gareth Southgate's squad. Gareth Southgate's an idiot. But there is reports that Gareth Southgate's going to leave the England role after the Euros, which is not before time. Uh, Damari Gray expected to leave Goodison Park to sign a four-year deal with Al Etifak. Oh, is expected to leave. Sign a four-year deal with Al Etifak. Uh, that's from our good friend, the spoofer with the catchphrase. So... um. As long as they get an agreement done with the club, that, that should happen. Um, it's a pretty good signing for them. West Ham are locked in a battle with Galatasaray and Fenerbahce to sign Jesse Lingard. Denmark midfielder Jesper Lindstrom turned down a 25 million move to Liverpool and joined Napoli. Chelsea fullback Ian Matson is to sign a what Chelsea want Ian Matson to sign a new long term contract after he turned down a deadline day move to Burnley. If I was him, I'd consider that because I'd be considering my options here because I know you turned the move down to stay, but very clearly they were happy to sell you. Now, he's at a contract. Is he at a contract next summer? He is at a contract next summer. Oh, if I was him, I'd just hold off and leave on a free. You'll, you'll have... Every top club throwing money at you in a year if you if you let your contract run out. Yeah, absolutely. Run your contract out, leave on a free. If Chelsea want to come in with the best offer next summer, then fair enough. But wait and see. Uh, Jorginho's agent says the Italy midfielder will stay at Arsenal despite interest in Fenerbahce. Frenchman Christophe Galtier, who was sacked by Paris Saint-Germain despite winning the French League title, is set to return to management by replacing Hernan Crespo as boss of Qatari side Al Duhal. Uh, Hernan Crespo was doing really well in his managerial career and has just made a couple of bad moves. Sao Paulo was a dreadful move for him and it appears this one has been too, which is a shame because um, he did really well with Defensia. It's a shame. Is a shame. Anyway, that's it. That's all the gossip for today. Thank you as always, and I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye. Network.